Happy Tuesday, everyone. You are listening to Downtown Dish. I am your host, Julie Townsend. Thank you for joining us on this lovely Tuesday. Um, I have a very special guest today, Chris MacArthur, who is the owner and founder, along with his wife, Charity, <laughs> of Black and Brew uh, Coffee House and it was Coffee House and Bistro. Yep, Coffee House and Bistro. Um, and I would say in downtown Lakeland, but. Dun, dun, dun. We have other locations to talk about. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, but before we have our conversation with Chris, uh, of course, I want to plug all the fun upcoming events that are happening in downtown uh, this coming weekend and a little bit beyond. Uh, we do have, of course, uh, Friday is Veterans Day. So we have the Veterans Day Parade on Saturday. Uh, and that is actually going to go a slightly different route than it has in the past uh, because of the farmer's market, it doesn't go up Kentucky anymore, uh, but it is going to go down Lemon, uh, east on Lemon, and instead of going up Kentucky, it's going to go up Massachusetts and then turn onto Main Street and go west. So it's going to uh, go right through the farmer's market, <laughs> right in front of Black & Brew. Cool. <laughs> so we're going to have about 30 to 45 minutes where you're not going to be able to cross the street to uh, either side of the farmer's market. Um, so you'll have to pick a side, South Kentucky or North Kentucky. Pick pick a side. And, that feels uh, divisive, Julia. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have to, you'll have to um, just flip a coin. It's, they're both, both sides are great. Uh, and then also in Munn Park is the Live Green event. So there'll be other activities in Munn Park in addition to the Veterans Day Parade coming through. Uh, you can... See the 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 new uh, Buffalo Soldiers Monument that's going to be dedicated at uh, the Veterans Memorial Park. Have you seen that yet? I have not seen that. It's under uh, under cover as we speak, but the, there's they've shown some photos of it at Platform Art. Uh, you can go to platformart.org and get a glimpse of it. But they're going to do the unveiling of that. I think at 10 a.m. at Veterans Memorial Park, and that's where the parade actually starts. So it goes all the way down. Lemon Street. Now it's going to all the way from Lemon to all the way to Mass and then up to Main Street and then back over. And it sort of ends at uh, Munn Park at the uh, at the railroad tracks. And what's fun about this uh, parade this year is that we do have because of the Buffalo Soldiers dedication, we actually have some of the Buffalo Soldiers groups from even maybe all over the country, but certainly all over the region on horseback. That's awesome. So there'll be horseback, there'll be motorcycles. So it should be a very uh, lively parade. Let's see how the horses and the motorcycles get along. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and so that's happening. Of course, the farmers market is from eight a.m. to two p.m. And then next Tuesday is Tasty Tuesday, which I know that Black and Brew participates in. Thank you very much. Uh, and if you don't know what Tasty Tuesday is, it is. Um, you purchase tickets from us, uh, LDDA, and you get uh, hearty samples of um, s- from downtown businesses, bars, sweet shops. Uh, and it's just a great way to, A, have a meal because it does fill you up, and B, just sort of taste things that are from all over downtown rather than just picking one location. So we chose Tuesday because it alliteration, Tasty Tuesday, but also because Tuesdays tend to be um, not quite as busy as the other days of the week, so it's not as taxing on our downtown businesses to have all those folks come in and 
order their samples. And then, of course, um, I'll, I'll be reiterating this at future shows, but our taste of the market, which is kind of the same concept, uh, except it's uh, smaller portions and a lot more of them from our market vendors. Uh, so taste of the market, you can purchase tickets at the market tent, information tent, uh, and it's going to be on the 26th of November, which I think is Small Business Saturday. So crazy. Lots of good things coming up uh, this month. And then, of course, December, we'll talk about that another time. So now back to Chris. Thanks for hanging out with me while yeah. I update all the events. And thanks for participating in Tasty Tuesday. Um, speaking of that, tell me, like, what? how's it going for you? How's Tasty Tuesday yeah. going? Yeah, it's great. Put you on the spot there. No, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we love seeing uh, new guests, new mm -hmm. people in downtown. I think it brings in um, visitors who wouldn't otherwise be there on a Tuesday. And um, and we just love introducing new people to our food and to, to our place. So it's it's worked out really, really nicely for us. Good. We've had great feedback. Yes, uh, uh, we have people from all over. We've had folks that come and stay at the terrace. They're from out of town and they stay at the terrace and do Tasty Tuesday. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, you started Black and Brew back in 2006 in downtown yeah. Lakeland. So I want to know, and we're, we're talking to you today, A, because you're a downtown merchant. We're trying to make our rounds and talk to all of our merchants and sort of hear their stories. But you have some exciting news to mm -hmm. share uh, about the growth of your sort of empire, if you will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so tell us tell us what, what what's so special about this time uh, of, of, I guess, this year, this time of this year right now. Go well, on. yeah, for, for specifically for this time <laughs> of year, we, we just uh, less than two weeks ago opened a, a new cafe on the south side of Lakeland. So uh, we've been doing business in, um, in the downtown area for almost 17 years. So this is kind of our first foray into, uh, mm -hmm. into the south. So that's been, um, it's been great. We, we, we did a friends and family launch on a Wednesday and just kind of previewed it. And then the very next day we opened up very quietly. <laughs> we didn't tell anybody because we didn't want to get killed. So, you know, the great right. thing about Lakelanders is that they, they love their small businesses. They love to come out and support. Um, but boy, they can swamp <laughs> a restaurant in those first couple of weeks. So they can, yeah. you got to work out some of those kinks a yeah, little bit. For sure. That slow soft openings yes. as, as they call it yes so 2006 i remember vividly uh because uh you had you know quite a bit of build out back in the in the day yeah. so there was a lot of anticipation uh about your business coming to downtown and we were doing you know we had just kind of started first fridays they were only a couple of years old at that point so we were anxious to have you participate in first fridays and so why, you know, why coffee, why a coffee house, why downtown? Oh, such a long story. <laughs> we got a honest. whole hour. <laughs> we got a whole hour. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think it, the impetus for me wanting to start my own business really began um, as I was, I, my, I was in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. My unit was activated to go to Iraq for Operation Iraqi Freedom. And while I was there, I was, tw I turned 21 while I was there. Um, and that whole experience is for a 21 year old is, is transforming, transformational I in a lot of ways. Imagine, yeah. yeah. So I think for me, it created this sense of urgency that, mm -hmm. you know, life is fragile and right. you make the most of every moment and, and all that. So when I got back, I had this laundry list of things that I like a bucket list of accomplishments <laughs> right. and th th that I wanted to achieve before I died. And so, uh, one of those things was to open my own business. Um, I was going to the University of Florida at the time, and 
Uh, I think that sense of urgency was kind of a double-edged sword in that it made me impatient. Mm. So uh, I started looking for opportunities um, to kind of uh, speed things up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I actually, um, much to my mother's dismay, dropped out of college Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> and uh, and started pursuing this dream of opening my own um, my own business. And uh, I didn't know it was going to be a coffee shop. <laughs> to start, uh, I just know I just knew I wanted to open my own business. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. So not very sophisticated. Um, my brother was my partner in crime mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, he was even less qualified than I was. Um, <laughs> and uh, but together the two of us kind of had complementary skill sets, and and so um, we found a group of crazy guys that you know liked the idea of supporting a veteran, and they funded us and. Uh, the rest is kind of history. Mm. They, they they put money in our bank accounts and, and we went went to work, <laughs> um, which was such a cool opportunity and, and something I don't yeah. think we could ever repeat. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Well, so you guys opened uh, in, in 2006 and on Main Street and you are now working on your third location. We'll talk about your second location as well, because it's only been a couple of years, right, since yeah. you did that one. So I'm, I'm, I'd, have you all, did you always anticipate you would franchise? Well, I think I did, I did an interview in like the first three months of being open. And I, I think I told uh, I told the reporter I was going to open like 300 stores right. in the next five years or something like that. You know, I think I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We laughed. Okay, well, we'll continue our conversation with Chris MacArthur when we get back. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And my guest today is Chris MacArthur. He is founder and owner of Black and Brew Coffee House and Bistro, uh, along with his wife, Charity. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I will make sure. <laughs> He'll be in big trouble. I will. Don't forget her. <laughs> Charity did it all. He's just the cute. He's just the front. He's just the That's front. That's it. <laughs> so Chris was just telling us, um, you know, what sort of inspired him to open his own business and and you said so coffee shop was not like that's that was your dream so how did you how did that happen yeah i mean again this is not i wish i had a romantic story to tell but the, it's okay. tr- the truth is uh you know my brother and i um we grew up working in food and mm-hmm. so when you don't know anything about anything you go with what you do know and we knew a little bit we knew enough to be dangerous about the restaurant industry um, but that was super limited. I mean, yeah. just like me frying chicken at KFC <laughs> and Mike bussing tables at the country club, you know? So, right. but we, we had some experience and so we, that's, that's, and, uh, and to be honest too, you know, we saw kind of Starbucks was kind mm-hmm. of really taking off and we said, well, why can't we replicate that to some degree locally? And we also were looking at other places. So the idea was don't reinvent the wheel. What are other places that are successful doing? And so we said, let's just take this concept of a Starbucks and Panera Bread and mm-hmm. we'll marry it and let's see if that works. So you did always have food kind of from the very beginning. Yeah. And um, and that I think that's wise because it's I think it's really hard, especially in a town of our size, a city of our size, to to just do coffee. It is, yeah. Um, so that was smart. And uh, great food, by the way. Thank you. I love the the melt away. Yeah. The dippy, the dippy <laughs> one. That's my favorite. Um, so you... 
started in 2006, and then you were had dreams of franchising 305 years, and then reality <laughs> struck, and you said, "No, we're not going to do that." Yeah. But you have opened additional stores. So why sure. why the why the one at the library? What what was the was that a path you were looking for, or just mm-hmm. kind of happened? Yeah, I think I was always open to the idea of opening additional locations if it was a home run. And I remember uh, Mayor Howard Wiggs actually mm. approached me downtown and he said, you know, we want to put a, a a little kiosk in the library. Would mm-hmm. you do a black and brew kiosk? In the and I said, I'm, mm. that, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it, the conversation continued. And, and finally he said, you know, what what would it take, you know, to do a mm-hmm. cafe at the library? I said, well, we, you'd basically have to build me a, a coffee shop on top of, you know, mm-hmm. outside of the library with our own entrance and our own you know, presence, um, yeah. we, we wouldn't just be something that was limited to being inside the library. So uh, they agreed and it took a while to execute it, it did. but, um, but they did a really great job mm-hmm. for us and, and had been a great partner for, for us. And so I feel like that's a really successful store. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, and it took a minute to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part of that is just the location and, and, and awareness, mm-hmm. but then of course COVID hit yes. just after we started to, yeah. to gain momentum. So, so uh, came out of COVID, then the library closed for a year for renovation. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were just kind of like, oh come on, the hits to keep coming. But the cool thing was uh, coming out of COVID and the library closing. Um, the library closing didn't really hurt us. Hmm. We really grew through that period. Um, and people supported us, which we're just so grateful for. Um, but yeah, the cafe there, um, it's, it had just has a different utility mm-hmm. than our downtown cafe and uh, a different, um, so we've tried to kind of intentionally create different experiences mm-hmm. at each location. And downtown is kind of that, what you would expect downtown, quintessential, gritty, like fast paced, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then the library is kind of like the breezy patio, <laughs> you know, slower, mm-hmm. chill, um, hang out with the kids or come study, that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of feel. So um, it's been cool to provide two different experiences. And, and then part of the reason that um, we were motivated to do it um, – was not only because it was a great deal with the city, mm-hmm. but um, we kind of anticipated um, challenges with people who were used to being able to drive to downtown during a lunch period, mm-hmm. park, and have their you know experience where they could just kind of hop out of the car and come right. in. And so increasingly, there was a group of our customers who were just unwilling to yeah. to bear the you know the challenges of parking. Um, and downtown has has grown in a way that has, you know, supplemented that Mm -hmm. deficit. Um, You know, there's tons of people working obviously downtown and and that's, that is our base and that's our core. And then we still have a a great weekend business and and Mm -hmm. evening business. But um, there was that group of people who, um, you know, we, we might've lost as customers. Right. They worked outside of downtown and struggled to drive for lunch. And we'll talk about that (laughs) in a little bit. I won't get on that soapbox just yet, but yeah, so that, that you gave them a place where they can park Mm -hmm. and, and they had that certainty, uh, of, and, and then they had your great food. Do you, what, how large is your menu at at the library location, it's. I mean, it is about seventy five percent the size okay. of downtowns, but it has uh, unique items that mm-hmm. are unique to that location oh, okay. as well. Yeah. 
Well, I get, I kind of tend to get the same thing over and over again, <laughs> and I do breakfast probably more at the at the library location than I would lunch because obviously I'm downtown at lunch. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, though the uh, the biscuit with the with the bacon with the oh sweets. the praline yes yeah. oh my God, so good praline if you're from New Orleans that's how you say it. praline uh, I didn't know that yes yeah, pronounced oh. praline oh man. <laughs> But that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to start saying it that way, though. <laughs> it's a problem. I'm going to get some side eyes, though. I'm yeah, sure. you are. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so you have now your third mm -hmm. location, which, again, like, how did that come about? Was it a plan? Did you have your eyeball on that location for a long time and it just happened? Or Yeah. Um, Southside was an opportunity that um, we knew if we could find the location there um, and and – and if we could find that home run location, mm -hmm. we would do really well. Um, but it was just about trying to get into a space before one of the big corporate giants moved in, <laughs> right. essentially, yeah. because, you know, we're, we're a small guy. Um, and, you know, we had been waiting for about two years. We, we had everything in the pipeline ready to go in terms of personnel, in terms of funding. But we were just ready to, to you know, execute um, for that when that location came along. And uh, I, I just drove by and saw the sign on Krispy Kreme's mm -hmm. door one day. So I personally saw that, and oh, I wow. and I said, "Oh, oh my gosh, we got to mm -hmm. get in there." Um, and so I called the owner, met with her shortly after, and she was a fan of Black and Brew already. She was a Yay! local person. Okay, good. Yeah. So, so a lot of times that's the challenge is these right. the, these building owners are not from Lakeland, and right. so they don't care if you're <laughs> you, right. you can't win them over because you're the local. Right. Um, spot, but yeah. So she was super. Um, she worked with us, gave us a great lease, and and here we are. Yeah. So again, same. You have full menu there, mm -hmm. and yeah. So uh, unique experience again. So unique menu. Uh, we borrowed some of the best items mm -hmm. from both locations, <laughs> okay. or what I think are the best items right. anyway. And then, um, of course, there's always somebody like, why don't you have my melt away at mm -hmm. Black and Brew 3? Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, I think one of the cool things is we've been able to do the patios now at all three locations. Mm -hmm. So downtown is really cool since we're on the sidewalk there now. And so we definitely wanted to do that at the third location. Um, majority of our seating there is actually patio seating. And then we have the express lane that we've added there. Express lane meaning yeah. a drive through Well, so it's a drive through but it's for pre-order pickup only. Ah, yeah. okay. Which yeah. is super easy because everybody yes. can just text. I mean, I'm sure you have a good system where they can mm -hmm. just text in or... Yeah, they order online yeah. and uh, the food is ready in 10 minutes and you just speed through. So Excellent. there's not some long, you know, 20 minute drive through right. line that you're waiting in. Um, you know, the food is ready for you when you get there. That's brilliant. Yeah, I was wondering how I haven't I have I don't venture down that far in Lakeland very often because I'm a downtown girl. And so everything I do is like north of the parkway. Yeah. <laughs> so really even like north of Edgewood. If I go past Edgewood, I'm just like, "Oh, I got to pack a lunch." Um <laughs> <laughs> So, um I haven't seen it yet because I know I've driven by, you know, a couple of months ago when I was down there. But I'm anxious to get down there and see it. I want to see what the drive through line looks like. Um, but we're going to continue our conversation with Chris MacArthur. So stick with us. Got lots more to chat about.
And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and my guest today is Chris MacArthur, owner of Black & Brew. And we are talking about three locations. What do you, what do you call them? B&B 1, B&B 2, B&B 3? <laughs> Actually, we call them da- Downtown, uh, Lake Morton, and Southside. Okay. Yeah, that's right. our internal lingo. Internal lingo. Okay. And so you just two weeks old in yeah. your downtown, um, in your Southside location, and things are going well so far? Awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's actually uh, been a little overwhelming, <laughs> the response. We're, we're grateful for it. Um, we're, we're doing really well. The, the, the traffic is beyond our expectations, and um, people have been great and really excited. And so that, that makes it all all worth it. So. And so are people like, we're so glad you have this drive-through option, which is a pre-order drive-through, but still they can, they don't have to get out of their yeah. cars. They're like, now we can finally have Black & Brew on the way to work. Yeah. I, I think there's been kind of a, a lack of options mm-hmm. in terms of people traveling from the South side North. Um, you've just got the big brands. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, to have a local altern- alternative that's not just local, but it's providing a, a quality product. Right. I think that's, uh, that's uh, that's something special. Yeah, I agree. So you said from the beginning that you wanted to open your own business, but coffee shop was not necessarily like the number one goal. You wouldn't, and you it kind of happened upon it. But now, after all that, you're brewing your you're roasting your own beans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you went all in on yes. the coffee. So tell us sure. why Patriot Coffee was born. Yeah. Um, it was born out of kind of our, one of our core values at Black & Brew is to continue to raise the bar. So every year we get together and we say, where, how can we be better? And, um, you know, one of the things that we had little control over was our, our, co- our most important ingredient, which is our coffee. Mm-hmm. And um, so we started, I was in a kind of a position where my staff was really doing such a good job. They had, they had put me out of a job. <laughs> And so they're they're getting a little annoyed with me. And I'm like, Chris, you got to find something else to do. So Is that Amanda telling you that? uh, A little bit, yes. Yeah, yeah. She still tells me that. Um, But uh, so we started talking about, like, what could we add? You know, we were were still at Black and Brew One downtown. And uh, the opportunity to open a second location hadn't come along yet for us, that perfect opportunity. And... um, so I said, well, what, what could we add to Lakeland that doesn't already exist um, that would kind of add to that that cool factor and that would simultaneously kind of improve our offering downtown? Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of a no-brainer. When you, when you look at kind of the growing met- metropolitan areas, you know, every one of these places, just like craft breweries, right. you know, um, every one of these places had a craft roaster. And so I said, well, I will devote the next year mm-hmm. to to learning how to roast, to testing the product at the farmer's market. And, and to, <laughs> then to, if it was successful, then I would launch it. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I, um, I went to San Francisco. I took some roasting courses. I bought a little small roaster and came back. I built a trailer. <laughs> and then I spent my Thursday and Friday, 12 hours a day, roasting on my back porch, <laughs> half pound at a time to, to get enough for, I think, for 50 bags of coffee, 50 half pound bags of coffee. And I would go out to the farmer's market on my trailer, and that's what I spent uh, my Saturdays doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, I had such uh, a great reception from um, the people there, and I decided, you know, this is something that we should, we should definitely pursue. I did a Kickstarter, and we raised like 
$16,000 to kind of help fund the, the roastery and to kind of get some community buy-in mm-hmm. for this thing that we were doing. And, um, shortly after I, uh, I launched in a space with my sister-in-law, uh, Jen Smur, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. from born and bred. Right. And we shared a space there for, um, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we're in our own, uh, facility. We're actually next door to born and bred and, um, have expanded a couple of times, but, um, yeah, we're, we're supplying our cafes obviously and, and some other cafes throughout, um, the U S and then, um, and, and Publix. Yeah. Yeah. So you can buy it on the shelves yeah. at Publix. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And so do you exclusively serve now just your own coffee? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just Patriot. Just Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty incredible. Um, just very proud of you. You've done Uh-oh. such a you've done such a good job, Thanks, and um, and I loved the rebranding of uh, how long ago did you do that rebranding? Um, so Black and Brew, we did uh, a rebrand alongside a renovation of our downtown store, mm-hmm. and that was ten years in. So it's been yeah, uh, you know, going on seven years. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 yeah, it looks uh, it's it's a good it's a good rebrand. Yeah, I like. I mean, the cool. first one was cute too. And uh, didn't you study graphic design in in? I studied in advertising. Advertising. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so that yeah. still served you well because yeah. I I think everyone would agree that Black and Brew has a really good brand. It has consistent consistency in 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 how you present yourself. And I know that when people would come from out of town. And I would take them there. They would think, "Oh, is this a is this a corporate place?" I was yeah. like, "Nope, <laughs> one of a kind." <laughs> that's, that's a great compliment. I'm yeah. always uh, I'm always honored to hear that. Yeah. yeah. So you did. Uh, so you did pastry coffee, and I and I do. Rem- I, you say that, and I totally forgot that you were at the farmers market. I don't know how I forgot yeah. that, but yeah, I love the fact that you came to the farmers market to test that out because yeah. um, that's that's the whole point is mm-hmm. to try to to launch people and and. Uh, and what kind of feedback were people like? This is too. This is too bitter. This is too. Did they give you? Did they give you anything? They gave it to you straight, man. I tell you, what, they did, people at the farmers market were awesome. They didn't, and that's what you need when you're mm-hmm. when you're testing a product. You don't want people to to sugarcoat things. And I had a lot of people that that loved it, and I think most did. But then I had I can I'll never forget. Uh, <laughs> I had a, a lady that tasted the coffee as, as I'm sampling it, and she her lips puckered and she looked at me and she said well i don't hate it (laughs) (laughs) well that's something all righty then (laughs) thank thank you for that but uh no it's good because it helped me to to establish a baseline where where lakelanders were at with their Mm -hmm. coffee and what they expected and and what they valued and what they thought good quality was and and so what i learned was you know starbucks had kind of set the uh the scale in terms of you know, what good coffee was all about mm-hmm. and, and we needed to introduce them to something better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's, that's funny that <laughs> <laughs> that could be your tagline. Patriot coffee. You're not going to hate, hate it. Hate it. <laughs> yeah. Probably not the best advertising. I, line. I think it would get some, some turn some heads. People would want to know where that came from. Um, so You've got now number three. Uh, are you now that you're, you know, uh, what one one percent into your goal of three hundred stores? Yeah, right. <laughs> any any designs on actually franchising it and and going? No, I th- I think as I've gotten older, um, <laughs> I think that what I've realized is that, um, you know, I think I was chasing this this marker for success that 
you know, was defined by growth mm-hmm. and by being, building something big. And for me, I just really have, that's shifted over the years. I just have really wanted to create something excellent for Lakeland. Mm-hmm. And so just my goal is to continue to build on that, um, to make sure that our cafes are, are always running and, and delivering on the experience that we've promised. And, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, if my wife were here right now, mm-hmm. she'd be like, yeah, right, Chris. Um, <laughs> so I never say never. Um, uh, you know, I've had people, you know, nudging me to open something on the North side. So, mm-hmm. you know, I love, I love Lakelanders, but to me, North Lakeland is kind of a different city. Mm-hmm. I've never been on the North side. <laughs> Uh oh, you're in so much trouble right now. <laughs> it's a whole other country. Uh, yeah, it's like so, Texas. That's a whole other country. Isn't that their? Isn't that their? their is, te- is that what people I say? Don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like I already dipped my my leg in hot water here. So gonna, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I would. I, I think that um, you could totally, you know. If the if the proper location you know comes available like the Krispy Kreme did for you, yeah. I, I'm sure you'll feel that and you'll and you'll. Sure. But you got to drive up, you got to drive around up there like yeah. you did on the south side. Right. I take it you live south. I, I, well, I live central now. Okay, so, so yeah, well, south of downtown. But Good. yeah. All right. Well, we have one more segment with Chris when we return. So stick with us. We're going to talk more about downtown. We are back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and my guest is Chris MacArthur with Black and Brew Coffee House and Bistro. Three amazing locations in Lakeland. We have Downtown, which is the original, and we have Lake Morton, which is number two, and now two weeks old, store number three in the old Krispy Kreme location on the south side. I guess now is the south side location, yeah. right? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> with with a with a pre-order drive-through which is right. a a new experience for Black and Brew customers cuz you can't certainly drive through either of the other two locations. Mm-hmm. So, for those south side folks, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um so downtown, you know, obviously is near and dear to my heart and uh you have been um certainly a big part of the draw for downtown. Your business being on Main Street and you being what 17, 18 years old almost, there. Almost 17. Almost 17 years in that location. Um you didn't originally purchase the building, but you own, but it's just a few years after mm-hmm. starting there you, right. you you purchased it, so you're a property owner. And um, so we were talking about what two years ago, three years ago, we were talking about parklets, and uh, I know that you were like, "Hey, I would like a parklet." <laughs> 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 and uh, so we had three grants, and we had three folks that uh, were were qualified to to have those, and. Um, and you were like, hey, if there's a fourth, I would like a parklet. And then you came to me and said, I have this great idea. Let's just make the whole darn Main Street wider. And uh, my heart kind of fluttered a little bit, a <laughs> little pitter-pat, only because I love the idea. I would do it in a heartbeat if I were, you know, dictator for a day. Um, but just thinking about the other businesses and and the pushback that might be. So I challenged you to go. I was like, you go off and conquer the other property owners and business owners and get there okay and then come back to me and we'll go uh, broach the city and and see what they think. So 
And and so now we have a wider Main Street yeah. because you you dared to challenge me to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I had to do was dare you. I mean, <laughs> to, be, to be clear. Yeah, you, you made it happen. So, yeah. So how has that how has that changed or enhanced or made no changes at all to your to your business on on Main Street? Uh, it's been uh, awesome. I mean, well, first of all, if you're driving down Main Street or if you're at an event in Munn Park or just strolling around um, downtown, I mean, you're going to, you're going to notice those, mm-hmm. those cafes there on the sidewalk on, on Main Street. So you got 1961 and hours at the moment mm-hmm. um, and opportunities for more. Right. As, um, if the place next to me ever gets <laughs> a tenant. Yes. Working um, on it. Working on it. Yeah. So just a little. Uh, and Cohatch is going to do one, even though they're. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And we, um, uh, it's, it doesn't, you know, it's not a food service place, but sort of, you know, pitched it to the city like, hey, you know, we. We want this space used. So cool. Um, and if they're willing to man it and monitor it and, and you know, keep it clean and do all the things that you guys would do uh, to, to maintain it, then why not? And sure. so now the, the Cohatch um, members can sit outside and grab a coffee from Black & Brew if they want, walk over to their little area and mm. work on their computer and meet with clients. Yeah. And, and so we're very excited about that. That is cool. Yeah. I mean, the, the Sidewalk Cafe... Um, you know, anywhere you go to a big city, you know, that's just kind of a sign of life. Yes. You know, otherwise you have these dead storefronts mm-hmm. um, and there may be lots of cool things going on inside, but it mm-hmm. just, there's nothing to, to draw your, no energy to draw you to, to those places. Um, so for us, it's been a, a great, just a billboard. And then, you know, obviously adding seat, seating mm-hmm. uh, is a big deal. And, and people are more and more, um, they're just, uh, they're liking the idea of, of eating outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to provide that option is, is, is cool. Well, they, they've been, you know, this summer will be, no, was this summer a year? This summer, this past summer was a year. I have no sense of time, yeah. really. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think we did it last July. We did it last July. I'm thinking about the parklets. The parklets were about six months behind you. Mm-hmm. So um, a good part of the year, it seems like Main Street is shady, actually, just it because is. of the, the the way the sun, the, the earth rotates around the sun, and right. we got some shade there. But um, certainly, I think July and August were pretty darn hot. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There, there's a couple of months where, where it is it's pretty hot out there. But I'll tell you what, the, our seats are still yeah. being used out there. So. Yeah. Yeah. People like to sit out, sit outside. And um, so we were talking about uh, your uh, Lake Morton location and how some of your folks that, that are your customers that work outside of downtown, you know, struggled to, to come into downtown to find parking, yeah. to, to visit you at your downtown location. And now they're happy because they can go eat and drink at your Lake Morton location. So let's talk a little bit about parking. We don't have much time left. So that way we don't, have, <laughs> <laughs> we have four minutes left. Okay. We have four minutes left to talk about parking and, um, you know, taking away those spaces on main street. I think it was 11 spaces mm-hmm. that we eliminated, uh, I didn't get a ton of pushback. I mean, people, you know, the commissioners didn't put push back, and I right. didn't real. Then the, obviously the property owners and business owners were all everybody in favor was, of it. Everybody was in favor. And so we're looking to hopefully do that on the opposite sides of Munn Park, on the Kentucky side mm-hmm. and on the Tennessee side, yeah. so that it kind of just wraps around and has all that energy on on all three sides of the park. And then hopefully one day there'll be a building on the south side. Oh, sorry, the north side of the park. Uh, and then it'll just sort of encompass all that energy and activity. And um, 
But, you know, we we have a lot more parking downtown. I think we still struggle with daytime parking mm-hmm. just because of we have the employees parking and then we have um, uh, uh, the customers coming in. But we're to to tell everyone in the world we're working on that. I think where the, the city uh, is looking at ways to maximize every space mm-hmm. that we had a lot of the sort of decades mentality of, um, you know, you have a parking permit and even though we don't dedicate a space to you with your name on it, it's still sort of in like, that's a parking, that's a permit spot and the public can't use it until mm-hmm. after hours. So we're kind of looking at ways that we can free up those spaces during the day. So I think in the next year you'll see uh, a total shift in sort of how parking is used downtown. And hopefully that will get all those daytime people who really want to do experience downtown during sure. the day for lunch to come. But I mean, overall, I mean, I think you have you have a good nighttime crowd as well, right? Yeah. And, you know, you can park uh, free after five and all day on weekends and free and garages and all of that. So opening up downtown over the years, do you feel like uh, we've gotten a lot more restaurants? Do you feel like parking, the, the quote, parking problems are the same, worse, better over the years? Uh, they're just different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when we had... T- you know, early days, uh, there weren't as many restaurants and right. there weren't as many employees working downtown. Uh, people complain about paying for the parking. Right. Um, so, um, you know, it's it's a challenge anyway. You, it, it, there's there's no perfect solution, as you know. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I I do like you know what what's been done to this point to to kind of add nighttime options um, and. You know, I'd love to see more people coming to downtown during mm-hmm. the day, um, but also I think recognizing that, you know, it's it's a downtown. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain things that maybe we were able to do early on um, because we weren't as vibrant. <laughs> um, you know, we won't be able to do when we're a thriving downtown. Right. And it's, it's just a different kind of experience. Yeah. Well, I will say that uh, a, a transportation uh, engineer friend of mine who is on a, a chamber is the chamber advocacy chair this year and works downtown for a very prominent engineering firm said that every vibrant active city has parking and traffic problems. Yes. If you don't have parking and traffic problems, then you got bigger problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's, I think that's kind of the message to go away. We want to try to utilize that. We can always do things better, but I think overall, you know, if you don't have traffic and parking problems, there, there's, there's, you're not a, a thriving city. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much yeah. for being here. I'm so um, excited to, to visit the third Black and Brew down on the south side and, um, you know, hope to see more, uh, maybe one on the north side of the next five <laughs> years. Uh, but thanks for being my guest and congratulations yeah, on all you. your success. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Julie. Thanks awesome. for sticking with us. See you next week.